Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, the number one sports podcast in Metro Detroit. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka, along with my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. And we have a very special guest for you guys today. We have our resident NBA insider, Kyle Budzanowski. How you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing fantastic, Rob. Merck Zone, how you doing? Pretty good. Doing good? All right, man. We're going to jump right into it. Um, obviously, the big news coming out of the sports world today is the college football playoff and the results. Obviously, Clemson putting uh, the beat down on Notre Dame, as well as Alabama really putting you know putting the screws to Oklahoma. I don't think that those were um, necessarily upsets. I don't think anybody was genuinely surprised by what we saw there. I don't know. How do you guys feel? Uh, for Notre Dame, strength of schedule, they didn't really have any strength of schedule. I expected that blowout. And Alabama, same thing. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma has absolutely no defense. Mm-hmm. That We just saw an absolute torching from the start. How about you, Michael? Um, this is exactly why I've been wanting this eight-team playoff. Mm-hmm. Because I think the committee actually got this wrong after watching these games. Because when you see how Georgia's been able to play against Alabama, mm-hmm. and they're on the brinks of winning... And you can see how other teams can fare. And then you have someone like Oklahoma who just comes in all flat. Right. I think you see, at least if you did a seeding differently, where mm-hmm. you could have like a 3-6 mm-hmm. battle for the spot or something. Because maybe Georgia gets the upset, right. even if they're lower seeded or right. something. Right. Maybe they get the upset over Oklahoma or Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and then they get in somehow. Mm-hmm. That's why I've been preaching for this mm-hmm. more added teams. Because now the committee's just going like, all right, so I think these are the four best. Right, and they don't. It's not like a definitive. Yes, these are the four well, best. Well, and, and you and know I what? Think... That's what's funny, and you, funny that you make, mention that because based on the games, right? Obviously, especially the Clemson Notre Dame game, which I think a lot of people went in thinking that got the higher probability of a blowout, um, just based on the fact that Notre Dame really hadn't played anybody. They played Michigan. They beat yeah. them pretty good. But I've, as we know, Michigan's obviously a front. We'll get to that later. But it, it, when you look at it and you think. When you look at these two games, do you still think, and we talked about this in our premiere episode, Mike, if the committee got it right. And at the time, we were both kind of on the same page where we said, yes, they did get it right. We think these are the four best teams in college football. Mm -hmm. Now, after the results, we noticed, wow, a lot of people are coming on Twitter, coming on social media and saying, I don't know if these are the four best teams now. And obviously, it's hindsight's 2020, but... I know there's a lot of Georgia fans out there and a lot of Ohio State fans out there saying, "Oh, it would have been a closer game. We would we would have you know we would have played Bama better. We would have played whoever." But at the same time, um, I don't know if necessarily there would have been a different outcome. Yeah. I, I don't know how you guys feel, but do you do you guys still think that they they still got the four teams correct? I think. I mean, I would have to be honest, like to see Georgia in there. Right. But I think when you look at these games too, maybe. And it's also like an NBA thing. Maybe just Clemson and Alabama are just so much better mm-hmm. than everybody else that no matter who mm-hmm. you put in there, mm-hmm. they still are just going to roll over. Like the Warriors, once they hit playoff time, mm-hmm. it's like no matter who they go up against, they can go up against the Rockets, they can go up against OKC, like mm-hmm. whoever you put them up Once that comes time, mm-hmm. they get into a new gear. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just Alabama and Clemson. Mm-hmm. They just turn into that new gear. Right. And maybe, right. And, maybe and it could nobody be. who versus them. Right. It could be. Would right. Be blown out. Now, you know, now, no, Kyle, but. I know you weren't here, obviously, for the premiere episode, but I know you did listen and I know you kind of had some thoughts on it. Do you think that, based off of what happened last night, do you still think they got the best four teams in there? Or do you think, kind of similar to Mike, where even though originally looking at this on paper, definitely looked like probably the four best teams got in, but. Obviously, based off the result, clearly there's a bit of a mismatch. Do you think that they still got the four teams correct, or was it more of like you're like Mike saying it really wouldn't have mattered because Bama and Clemson kind of take it to another level as the year progresses? Well, yeah, same thing with what Michael said. Like Alabama and Clemson are just on like an all completely different level. Like right. even at the begin- beginning of the Alabama um, mm-hmm. Oklahoma game, like right. uh, Alabama's defense just shut. Uh, Kyler Murray and Oklahoma down. They right, do which is something we haven't seen all year. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They just can do anything. And right. we, I was stunned. I right. thought I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. close and then mm-hmm. Alabama would pull away. Right. And with Notre Dame, mm-hmm. you could say that somebody else could, you know, like the strength of schedule. Obviously. Right. They, played, they beat a Michigan, which obviously. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, story. We, yeah, we, we know. <laughs> but there, there's there's a lot. You could you could right. probably switch things out, but you're probably going to get the same right. result, Clemson right. and Alabama in the end. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So well, we're just going to go, I mean, just straight up, I want, I want a definitive 
Call your shot right now. I want you guys to think about, based off of the performances of last night, based off of what we've seen throughout the year, based off of what we know about these two teams. Clemson, obviously, with Trevor Lawrence as their QB. He's an absolute stud. We've seen it. He's been on fire all season. Um, and then you've got Bama, obviously, with that hella defense, along with along with Tua and apparently Jalen, too, if, if they need be, right? You have two very different teams. You know, Clemson's secondary, not the best, but they have a tremendous pass rush. Bama's defense is always consistent and steady throughout. But we also know that when these two teams meet, magic happens in, in several different ways, right? And we know that... Bama sometimes, especially their defense, and I'm not really sure why this is, tends to not show up sometimes on the biggest of stages. I think that's sometimes what's kind of doomed them in previous national title college football playoff games, you know, that Ohio State game a few years back, you know, where they had a third-string quarterback playing, and then they just tore them apart, you know, the Clemson game a couple years ago with Deshaun Watson. But Call your shot right now. Neither one of us necessarily have any kind of you know allegiance to either one of these teams. But if we're looking at it on paper, an unbiased opinion, Mike, I'm going to start with you. Who Who is, at the end of the year, who's holding up that weird-looking trophy? <laughs> um, I'm calling Clemson. Clemson, really? Clemson's wow, I didn't expect that. Um, I just think, mm-hmm. I believe in Trevor Lawrence. Really? Yep. Yeah. I, I, I know you're a big fan. I, I'm a huge fan of yeah. him. He's so good. <laughs> I think that defense, they're going to get their start, some of their players back. Right. And mm-hmm. I think they're just going to, they're going to win. You're gonna win, really. Yep. That that's that definitive. I, I like yep. it. I like the confidence. You're oozing that yeah. confidence, which I like. Kyle, we're gonna go to you. I, I like straight up. Call it right now. No backing out of it. It's on. It's on the air. You're calling your shot. Who wins that college football playoff? Tigers all day, baby. Really? Yeah. Wow, man. I am surprised. <laughs> yeah. You guys are. You guys even, are. You guys are killing me over here. Really? Even even with suspensions on the defense, Clemson just. Didn't give up touchdown. You know, right. They're, they're just, right. Like, that defensive like, line is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, quite a, quite a nice little bit of depth there. You just saw a bully on right. Notre Dame offensive lineman, and well, it wasn't even fair. And it's going to be the same thing. I mean, it's not going to be bullying, right. but yeah, I could definitely see Trevor Lawrence, absolute stud. The really, hair, he's a, he's a model. The hair, know? the hair is nice. The flow, the flow is nice. The only thing I'm nervous about for Clemson is their secondary is not very strong, and you yeah. saw sparks from Notre Dame right. that they could throw the ball and start oh, moving absolutely. down the field. Absolutely. And now that you're going to play an elite like mm-hmm. Tua Tonga-Vailova right. with all his weapons mm-hmm. and everything, right. I think it's going to be his air raid part right. of the game. It's mm-hmm. going to tear you apart. But I don't think you're not going to be able to ground and pound like you do every other team that you play. Right. So I think that's why I give Clemson mm-hmm. the edge. But right, yeah, that's yeah. I'm I'm gonna go Bama. I I love Trevor Lawrence personally. I think in a couple, I think probably not next year, but the year after that, especially. I know Mike and Kyle. We were kind of talking about this as we were watching the games that that's somebody possibly in a couple years could be the successor to number nine here in Detroit. If if so be if they kind of decide to go that route, and that's something we'll top we'll talk about on a different day. But I'm still gonna go Bama, and for a couple reasons. Number one, he is a freshman, right? That defense has been there. They they know what it's about. Nick Saban obviously has been here in these situations. Not that Dabo Sweeney hasn't, don't get me wrong, but I think that Saban is is Belichick-esque in a way where he forces you to do things that you don't want to do offensively. I think that when you go into these big games, I feel like with the experience that they have across the board, it's one of those it's one of those situations where when Saban you know he sees what they do well, and he's gonna he's gonna force you to do something that you don't want to do. But that's the only way you're gonna win, right? If you don't yeah. throw the ball well, all right, well we're gonna commit and stop in the run, right? Or if you run the ball well, we're gonna force you to beat us deep. What whatever the case may be, but I think Bama gets it. I think Tua was phenomenal yesterday. I thought he was really lights out. I think the run game has still been extremely impactful for Alabama, and I think that if Alabama can control the pace, right? And force, especially early, a couple three and outs, and they get on the board early, similar to what they did. I feel like they kind of mobbed Oklahoma a little bit last night. Um, I feel like if if that happens again, I think it's going to be a little too much for Clemson to overcome. Obviously, I'm not a fan of Nick Saban, don't get me wrong, but I can respect the man for what he's done. So we're going to call that shot. Obviously, we'll go over that again in a future episode. We'll kind of review that and see what happened and who gets bragging rights here on the show. But we're going to shift now. We're staying in the college game, but we're shifting 
somewhat local here. We're going to the University of Michigan. And and the reason why we're going to talk about these guys at Subway is, number one, I want to take a moment here to talk about the University of Michigan Wolverines football team and that abysmal display that we had to sit through on Saturday afternoon when you go into the Peach Bowl, which we talked about last week, doesn't mean a damn thing. But the fact that you out there, I don't care that you're missing Rashawn Gary. I don't care that you're missing Devin Bush. The fact that your offense went out there and played that poorly and your defense basically just said, you know what, Florida's better. And this secondary, which has been so highly touted through all the year, I think is now we've finally kind of seen these past two games with any semblance of an offense, this team was not what we thought it was at the beginning of the year. Shame on Jim Harbaugh, shame on that coaching staff, and shame on that team for going out and laying a complete egg. I'm sorry, I know I get I get heated, <laughs> but I had to come and start that off straight off the bat because I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they came out so flat, so unprepared, almost like they didn't want to be there. And I get it. You lose a big game to Ohio State, you're thinking you're playing for Big Ten title the week after that. But I'm going to be honest with you guys, I didn't think they were going to beat Northwestern at that point because the way they played on Saturday was an absolute embarrassment, and I think the entire fan base should be really starting to wonder, you know, one and nine now in big games for Jim Harbaugh in the past couple of years. That's that's not good. That's mm-hmm. not good, guys. But now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna really we're gonna go shift a little bit to the positive side of here. Michigan basketball is number two in the country. Okay, they're playing some of the best ball right now. Period. There, there's not a better team right now. I don't think than the Michigan Wolverines. I'm gonna start off just straight up right now. I, I'm gonna start off with the basketball program. And I'm going to ask our resident basketball insider here, Kyle, have the Wolverines officially passed Michigan State as the number one basketball program? Now, we know for a long time football was Michigan, basketball was Michigan State. Michigan State, obviously, the national championship in 2000, another run there later in a couple years after that. They've made some Final Four runs. Izzo's a great coach. But on the whole, has Michigan State been passed up on the hardwood by Michigan. You know, these past couple runs, couple finals runs, John Beeline coaching his mind mm-hmm. coaching out of his mind right now. Are they the are they the number one basketball school now? Um I have there's there's with the comparison between there's one comparison between Michigan football and Michigan mm-hmm. basketball and that's mm-hmm. coaching. Yeah. And and well I don't know how like how long Beeline's gonna coach, but right now right. he's coaching fantastic right now. Right. Uh Harbaugh is coaching like I don't even know what they're trying to do. And essentially, essentially what both Michigan football and Michigan uh, basketball are doing is they're playing amazing defense. Right. Obviously, yesterday's performance, you know, that's a whole different story. Mm -hmm. But they really really pride themselves on defense. But the real big difference is that Jim Harbaugh, especially in the offense, he he wants that pro-style offense. He wants Mm -hmm. to do it how he wants to do it. And it's and if it's not right. going to work, then right. You know? Now let's compare that a little bit here, right? Because if, if we're we're talking about you're talking about Jim Harbaugh, but if we if we if we go the other way, right? And we look at we look at the football program and the basketball programs at both schools, right? For the longest time, like you said, Michigan Michigan was the football school, right? Michigan has the higher profile coach in football, right? Jim Harbaugh compared to Mark Tantonio. Now, in basketball, Michigan State has Tom Izzo, national champion, one of the best coaches probably in history, right? Yeah. And now, and now Michigan has John Beeline, who when he who, when he came in here was like, okay, but he's really made this program something believable. Do you think that? And this is the biggest question I think that we all kind of been we've been having as Michigan fans is is Michigan a basketball school now? Like, in all honesty, if you look at it from a success point of view, from a consistency point of view, you know, really ever since the first the first national championship run with the Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr. team quite a few years ago, ever since that team, up until right, this month, right now, as of this recording, where you have the number two team in the country... Mm-hmm. Michigan basketball has been on fire, and they have dominated Michigan State. Yeah, they really have. And I know, I know, we're we're not state fans here, but looking at it logistically, they've had lesser star recruits, right? They've had less overall teams, and they've done more with less than Michigan State has in the past. Let's just say ten years, mm-hmm. right? Compared to what Tom Izzo, they get those five star recruits, they get all these guys, and, and they're always highly touted five, you know, top five team every year coming out, and they haven't delivered in the biggest stage. Mike, I'm going to ask you, because I know you're kind of conflicted on this. Michigan State's been killing it on the football field for you know consistently for a little while. I know they had this up and down past couple of years, but before that, they've had Michigan's number. Yep. So 
I, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but it, it's starting to start the trend. Like, we're more of a basketball school now. I mean, it's it's close. I mean, I, it really just comes down to coaching. Right. I mean, Beeline's just so good. So much better of a <laughs> basketball coach as it is that right. I think Harbaugh's been doing as a football coach. Right. I mean, when Beeline's getting these, like, three-star recruits right. and they're starting right. and now they're better than some of the five-star recruits that you mm-hmm. see going to other schools. Right. That's all coaching. Right. Whereas Michigan, they get five-star wide receivers and, and five-star these guys right. and they're out there and you're right. you you're one and nine in your big games since yeah. you got there. You're right. Like, mm-hmm. it just comes down to the coaching aspect and right. I think Beeline's just better at coaching. Right. So, and, that, and that's, that's a bit of a hot take because I know a lot of people... Uh, you know, I don't think as much now as the conversation, but the past few years it's still been well. Well, Izzo's been a coach, you know, man, man. But I, I think, especially with this last national championship run, I don't know how you can say that anymore. I know that he doesn't have the. Ch- I know he doesn't have the ring, right? Mm-hmm. And that's always been the biggest knock on Izzo was that he didn't. He's never won that second one, right? He won yeah. the one two thousand, but he hasn't won it. He hasn't won another one since. You know what yeah. I mean, Kyle? How do you feel? Do you think that as a whole that he that, that Michigan is now, is it just strictly coaching? And are they more of a basketball school? Or do you still kind of lean towards football just because it's football and it dominates everything? I mean, I think Michigan football is always just going to get that hype that mm-hmm. all like the Clemson, Alabama is always going to get mm-hmm. the recruits. And, right. And at the end of the day, it, it honestly just comes down to coaching. It, right. If, if Michigan basketball is going to get three-star recruits mm-hmm. and uh, Beeline can just coach the hell out of them, Right. And they go to a national championship, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, I would always say that the hype's going to be towards football. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely see how this basketball team could be great year after year, even getting lower star recruits. Let's just, let's, let me just put a hypothetical out here. This is obviously, like, best-case scenario. Michigan wins national championship this year. Okay? Michigan mm-hmm. wins national championship this year. Is that official? Michigan's a basketball school? Is that what they need to do? What do they need to do? Because you guys are both still kind of leaning towards football right now. So, being devil's advocate, like I like to be, is... What is it gonna? What does it take for Michigan to finally be like? You know what? We're actually more of a basketball school. I think right now it's national championship. If they can go out there, if they win it, they no, win they it, need to get there. No, they need to. Well, like, they need to win it. I mean, right. what last year they got there, right? And they lost because Villanova, DiVincenzo right. just, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. But they right. just need to go out, and if they win it, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's at least it really shrinks it. Like it's it's a lot closer than what it was, right? And what if what if they want? Maybe if they make a Final Four run. Because that's always been the big thing with, with, with Izzo, right? Is that, you know, Michigan State every year is always pretty much like, you yeah. know, was, was consistently in the Final Four or they had a, at least a very good chance of being in the Final Four. Is it, does it have to be we need a championship in order to say, yes, they are basketball yeah. school? Or is it, is, is, it, is it that high? Is it really that high? Yeah, even you need though to win one. Really? Got to get one. Even though Michigan hasn't won anything really of any sort of substance since like 97, they yeah. still have to win a championship. They still win one. Really? Yep. Wow, man, you are you're a tough critic, Mike. <laughs> tough critic over here, man. What do you what do you think, Kyle? Do you, is it is a national title a bust or is it is it one of those? Because uh, me, I'm like, okay, if it make another run, final four run, I'm sorry, but the way this Michigan football team is right now, I, I, I there's no way I can say we're a football school anymore. So is is it is it a, is it, a, is, it a, is it? I'm not looking at dollars and cents. I'm looking at pure performance over the last ten years. There's no comparison. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But do you do you, is it is it national title bus? Are you this tough as Mike is over here, or are you a little have you lowered the bar just a little bit? I'm not saying a sweet sixteen, but like final four, elite eight. Come on. I'm just I'm just saying consistency. Like if you're going to like like we right. said, Michigan State, they're going there like consistently final four up right. there, and also like how how is the Michigan football performing? If, right. if they fall out where they're like kind of like Michigan State this year, where they just right. they, they start up, out, right. but then it's mm-hmm. a dumpster fire by the end right. of the season. Mm-hmm. It just all just kind of depends. But. Right. Oh well, yeah. Also, yeah. I guess it does depend too because yeah. if next year Michigan comes out and they're six and six. Yeah. Right in football, then obviously I would say yeah they're probably more of a what? But I mean when you're consistently have ten or eleven wins out of twelve, even though you are losing to like Ohio State every year, but you're consistently coming out with ten and eleven. And basketball, you know, you have to be five hundred and you can get to the tournament. Let's be honest. Right, but and then I, once you get I to the tournament, anything happens. Being that though, but ten wins, we saw it this year. Ten wins doesn't mean anything anymore. If you were I mean, a true perennial program, ten wins. And losing to Ohio State and not winning a Big Ten championship doesn't mean anything. Michigan's won Big Ten tournaments. They're, they, you know what I mean? They've won back-to-back tournaments. They've done it on the biggest of stages. Michigan football has not done that. It's yeah. something that pains me to say it, but they have not. Ten wins in college football when you play nobody 
eight out of those ten games. That's a tough. That's a I tough. Mean, that's a tough. I also sell. think Michigan doesn't really play anyone in bas- the Big Ten's that good at basketball, really. Uh, no doubt, but so they're like, winning. But, they're, they're, but my point goes that they're, they're winning. I, that's that. I think the, the Big Ten in football is much harder to win than the Big Ten in basketball. That's fine, but what I'm saying is that even so, it's like strength th- they need to. But they're winning, and they beat other teams. They're 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 beating not just Big Ten teams to get to the final. I know the Loyola thing to get there was fine, but they still had a couple hard. They couple had they had a run there where you still got to win, yes. win, survive, and advance. Uh, Michigan football hasn't done that. They lost to Notre Dame. They lost to Ohio State, and then they come out and lay a crap egg in front of everybody. And yeah. you know, what I mean that that to me is where I go. I don't know. I'm at this point now where it's like, show me. I'm not going to get overly hyped about Michigan football anymore like I will about Michigan basketball because I know John Beeline is going to coach them up yeah. to the best of their ability. I don't have that same reservation anymore with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I think Jim Harbaugh is a great coach, <laughs> but but they've given me nothing to, to stand on to say, yep, no, we're getting better. Right, Shea Patterson was supposed to be the answer. Nope, didn't happen. The you know Pep Hamilton was supposed to be the answer. Nope, didn't happen. You're supposed to be Ohio State this year. Nope, didn't happen. What? What? No, but but my point my point being though is that you were supposed to, right? You go in. No, Purdue puts 55 on them. Michigan's best quote unquote defense in the country, and we let up 107 points. That 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 my that right there is where I have to go basketball and say you need to look at what John Beeline's done and go. Holy crap, that's that's pretty damn impressive. All right, we're going to take a break real quick. You're going to be hearing a message from our sponsors, but we'll be right back. We'll be hitting up the Lakers-Warriors matchup. We're talking NFL playoffs, and we're previewing Wrestle Kingdom. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, this is the Mouth of Michigan. And this is the Merc Zone, reminding you to go to SoundCloud.com slash I'm Always Right PC. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be looking forward to seeing our new YouTube page coming up in the next few weeks. we got tons of bonus content coming your guys' way. Thanks so much for supporting the show. We'll be back with part two of episode five coming up next. All right, now we're going to hop down. We were talking a little bit about college football and college basketball in Michigan. We're going to go now. We're going to shift focus to the NBA where we had a pretty big matchup over the Christmas break here. Lakers, Golden State. Lakers put an absolute beat down on the Golden State Warriors. I know Mike is already like he's like giddy on the inside. <laughs> look at him. He's already happy. But uh, first off, just, just blanket, you know, what are your thoughts? Obviously, LeBron went down with the injury, right? He's obviously he's going to be fine with Top the groin. He's going to be, yeah. I mean, he's so, old. He's old so man. Good. I mean, that's what it is. But, <laughs> <laughs> but overall thoughts of the game because when I watched that game and I watched, I think a good, I think I watched pretty a solid like two and a half, three quarters before I turned it off because Golden State was pissing me off. But here's what I here's what I see. Right, two things. Number one, this Lakers team. Oozing confidence right now, absolutely oozing confidence. They are they're playing great basketball. They're they're all in sync right now. It feels like in a lot of ways. I think they have more depth than people realize, and I think that with the addition of of Rondo and Stevenson and Tyson Chandler and LeBron, the some of these veteran guys that, that they're really really helping these young guys flourish and putting them in positions to succeed where the where the where the veterans are going I got you I, I got your back and I think they're letting these young guns kind of fly and go we're going for it you know what I mean I, I, how did you guys feel overall about the game well I felt that well I mean I, I didn't really watch. I was I was working you know we have to get cash <laughs> but I would I but just watching highlights and stuff, I you could just tell like how how much like the veterans complement the rookies mm-hmm. and how the rookies complement the veterans. Even with LeBron with the little the little tear in the groin. Right, but even balance. but into 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 further that right when LeBron wasn't on the court, and this is something that we haven't seen, we didn't see in Cleveland. When LeBron was off the court, the Lakers were still maintaining and gaining a bigger lead yeah. than when LeBron. I mean, I mean, obviously LeBron's LeBron, but. LeBron was off the court, and a 20-point lead didn't turn to six. Well, actually, you know, what I mean? you know what's interesting about the game, and not a lot of people, I don't think, like read deep into it, right. but once LeBron left, he left mm-hmm. early in the third, Right. Warriors actually caught back up. Right, yeah, they did make a run right because after. Because they, mm-hmm. they got it between, I think it was three, yep. two or three or something. Yeah, they, they made a and really then, big run right right. And I think half. this is interesting, and this is, we won't get into it today, but this yeah. is my only problem with KD, is Kevin Durant, obviously. Yeah. But... 
So he gets hot mm-hmm. and he makes like ten straight points. Right. And then he goes to his bed he goes to the bench to rest. Yeah. And that's when the Lakers go, Okay, now we're gonna flip it back. Yeah. And then that's when they got back up to their twenty, twenty two right. point lead or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. If Katie was really like the guy and mm-hmm. he's he wants to be compared with LeBron, right. you have to stay in and just keep going because you're getting so hot you and Steph are hitting everything right. and then you're like oh I'm tired I gotta go sit down for a minute <laughs> and that's when the lead kind of dispersed back up to 20 mm-hmm. and that's my only problem with right. it but I think right. overall I think the rookies did very, like Lonzo Brandon mm-hmm. Kuzma oh my god mm-hmm. they did it fantastic and I think Rondo coming in with Chandler they all just everything just meshes yeah it's, it's, a, Even it's, yeah, LeBron, it's, it's really it it's really coming together for them was is this a sign things to come do you think that this laker team is going to at this point kind of come in and keep on that acceleration and keep climbing up that mountain where by the time they hit playoffs it's going to be they're playing at peak mode or are are they peaking a little too early is this is this where they're kind of they're catching fire right now but by the time they get because let's be real they're going to they're going to make the postseason right we can all kind of agree on that it's not that's not that big of a stretch but what is a stretch i think for a lot of people at least at the beginning of the season is western conference finals yeah. Right, mm-hmm. I think that's where people kind of there, but is that a, it just just kind of just we'll go more into that obviously as the NBA season progresses. But is this something to where the Lakers can build off this and go, okay, we just beat the Warriors by twenty five, and our best player was out for almost almost half the game. This is obviously a building block win. Is it something they can maintain and continue on into the postseason? I, I think so, but I think their their goal for at least this year mm-hmm. is that they they're just saying what potential potential they have with like LeBron, Lonzo, mm-hmm. Kuzma, and stuff mm-hmm. because after the season, no matter right. what the outcome is, I don't I doubt they're expecting anything more than like whatever round in the playoff. Mm-hmm. But if you can get someone like AD, LeBron, trying to recruit these people, if you can right. get another superstar on the team, the next year and year after is when you can make like a big actual run. Right. When you have like two superstars, and back to what you're talking about with the when LeBron wasn't there, like, right? When he's on the Cavs. And he has to like sit because he just played like two quarters in a row. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know that if you have a lead, then that lead's gonna close, and then they're gonna, yep. they're gonna be exactly. And then, then he, he can sit for thirty seconds, and all of a sudden that lead you just worked for is gone. Right. Yeah, and the Laker with the Lakers, you can at least know that even if you are, even if you like you give up a lead, like you know that the Lakers can like who's gonna hit shots for you on the Cavs with LeBron? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You want right. Jared Smith to be pulling mm-hmm. up from half court? No, no, I totally so yeah. yeah. I agree, and I think that's something too. Where you mentioned that second superstar, I give the Lakers organization a lot of credit because they they went in, they got LeBron, right, and he signed a max deal. But what they did was they've allowed themselves enough cap flexibility to go get another superstar next free agency or via trade, but more than likely in free agency where you're not you're up against the cap at that point, right? But then you're solidified, right? If they can go get Anthony Davis, they go get Kawhi, they go get who, whoever, right? Whoever that that next, the last piece of the puzzle is for them, I, I just want to take a moment to give the Lakers organization a lot of credit there for that because I think that that is something that's overlooked by a lot of people and should be commended by Magic Johnson um, and uh, Dimitri, uh, what's his name, Rob something yeah. their GM but he's um I think that's 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 a that's a great move yeah. to but, answer your question though about yeah. if they peak too early right I think we're gonna see a plateau like it's almost gonna be like a plateau yeah. where they're gonna they hit I think now mm-hmm. but I think they're just gonna be steady the rest of the way right. it's not like they're gonna I don't think they'll up like, and down up and down I don't think it's down. gonna be like yeah. this game they'll lose by 40 but yeah. then this game they'll win by 20 I think they're just gonna be constantly playing good defense mm-hmm. you know having LeBron if they get in trouble, right? They just feed to LeBron, mm-hmm. but then once they're feeling it, LeBron can dish out to everybody else, right? I think everything's gonna work out, right? And I think I think I can see this team as a second round contender, yeah. and then it depends how seeding ends up too, obviously, because right, right, you know right, if yeah. you seed somewhere like two or three, right. and an upset happens, and then mm-hmm. your first round's OKC, and the next round's like the Pelicans, right. I could see you going to the championship. Now right. if you're playing like the Rockets. It just yeah, kind of there's depends. obviously there's obviously something, but well, let's but. let's just let's just shift a little bit here from the Lakers. Obviously, we'll kind of monitor that situation. Well, it's a, it's the hottest team in the league right now, so obviously people are gonna be talking about it. But I'm gonna ask just just briefly, what's wrong with Golden State? Because here's what I saw, and I know you know some people may get on me about this. I'm not a fan of Draymond Green's offensive game. I'm not. I mean. He he's a tre- he's a tremendous passer at times. Don't get me wrong, and he does command the floor. However, his offensive ability, as far as shooting the basketball, 
And the the fast break that he tries to do annoy the hell out of me. He's slow. He makes dumb decisions with the basketball for me. And when you have guys like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant on the same floor, why the hell is Draymond Green the one running the ball up the court? I think that's the funniest thing ever because you have three of the best shooters. Right. In, at least in the yeah, league. Right. But right now, I think right. you could argue probably ever mm-hmm. on the same court with you. And right. Draymond's like, I'm going to start taking threes. Right. And then, you know like, what's it's funny? Just it's, yeah, it's managing that you mentioned that, Barry, because I, there's a vivid point in that game in the third quarter where Draymond is standing by himself on the three-point line and they pass it to him. And even he's like, nobody moved. The whole defense just kind of stood there. And even he was like, oh, I guess i got to take this shot. And then yeah. he airballed it. Yeah. I went, I, I think he is their number one issue right now. Yeah. I think that that locker room is upset and in turmoil. I think that that team is in trouble. And if they don't get this KD, because I still think there's some friction there, regardless of what they say, it is on Steve Kerr, who has been coach of the year for a million times now with a great team, he needs to figure it out, and he's. I don't know how you guys feel. Just kind of briefly, like, what's your number one thing if you think there is something wrong with him? Because I think it's Draymond Green, and I think it's all Draymond Green right now. I mean, obviously the shots will fall, but him to me, the turnovers, the lack of consistency to me is their number one problem, and it's not even close. Yeah, definitely. I have I have two points, and. Well, obviously with Draymond, you uh, he has really has no offensive ability. I mean, yeah, he like shooting is like it's, <sighs> he's a great passer at times, but man, when he tries to take a shot or he tries to post up, I just want to I just want to shoot my TV because I'm like, what what are you doing? Like you've got the best shooters in the game. Why are you ever taking a shot? Yes, ever, 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 ever. Your job is to play defense and to rebound and pass the ball to Steph. Those are your three jobs. I could do that and make $20 million a year. Come on. I mean, come on. But continue. Sorry. All right. Um, yeah, he's obviously a really good defender. That's really why he's uh, right. starting on the team. But right. my two points are that, first of all, they're bored. Like, yep. they, like you, you've won so much. You, you saw him win the championship last mm-hmm. year. They, were, they, they, mm-hmm. they, like, they celebrated like, mm-hmm. like it was nothing. Right. And, and second of all, they, every single person on that team's, team's know once it comes to the playoff, they could, mm-hmm. they could go 15-1. and one. Like, it's nothing. Especially right. when you have DeMarcus Cousins going to be starting at that point. Right. It's, like, it's not going to be fair. Yeah. Well, and, and you know what? That's something too, right? And I think that's something we could talk about on a future episode is is if they're just coasting. Because, like, for instance, right, New England kind of gets accused of that a little bit too, right? Well, they just kind of coast through, and all of a sudden, bam, it takes off, right? Mike, you're shaking your head. You're like, no, it's not going to happen. Well, I think, obviously, that could be a reason. That is it just because we haven't more, seen it yet? Is that why but you're a little I'm just, I'm, it's more of, I would be more worried if I was the Warriors, though, because mm-hmm. if that's your plan, you're just going to coast. Right. You better not see someone like the Rockets or the Lakers early. Right. Because I think the Lakers now, people have been giving me shit about this <laughs> all year. But I'm not going to lie to you. If somehow, like, if this, something happens yeah. where Warriors are coasting, right. but you play, like, the Lakers in the first round, right? I think that could be interesting because LeBron gets into, like, LeBron, LeBron mode, mode right. like, right. early it's April. Different. It's a different and game. he starts playing the playoffs, like, early April mm-hmm. all the way to June mm-hmm. and he's done that for the last eight years right. where the Warriors you know they coast the first round they usually lose a game or two in the first round because they're just mm-hmm. kind of like oh Getting yeah we it. can beat them we're one seed we're right. playing you know New Orleans who only has Anthony Dave like we can beat them right. but you go play the Lakers or something in the first round if that mm-hmm. or OKC if that happens I would be very nervous if I was the Warriors right. and that's having a, to go yeah. play them early. That, the, the, the West is fun, and that's going to be interesting. Yeah. They're not. I don't think they're as strong as the East as a conference, but the top teams in the conference yeah. are definitely right and up against each other. the interesting thing is like someone like OKC is sitting at like 6 or oh, 7. Oh, absolutely. So you're Easily. playing, you're playing Easily. OKC first, and you're playing Westbrook, Paul, George, and right. all the way at 7. I know. I'm with you. That's a, that's a scary first I'm, team to yeah. play. I'm with you. No doubt. All right. So let's shift now to – we're going to shift to the NFL, and we're going to shift to the NFL playoffs – Obviously, week 17 just happened. Uh, you know, Lions did their thing, whatever. Um, but I, I, just straight up with you guys here, just give me a team. Just give me – I want two I want two teams, right? I okay. want the hottest team okay. going into the playoffs for you, and then I want the coldest team, okay? okay. So a team that's kind of limping. Similar to what the Lions did a couple years ago where they played the Seahawks in the first round where they kind of backed into the playoffs, but they lost yeah. a couple games right, right at the end there and didn't really put up a fight. 
So give me your hottest team first. Okay. And give me just like a brief summary as why, and then give me your coldest team. Mike, I'm gonna start with you. Okay. Your hottest team. Okay. So I have. Made two. up your favorites. Yeah, I agree. To win it, but your hottest so, team going in. Right now, I have two. Now we record this. We're recording this currently during Sunday right. afternoon. Right. So I don't know the outcome of this game yet, right. and the outcome could change it. Yeah. But the Colts and Titans play tonight for a playing game, right. and I could say the Colts are probably the hottest team mm-hmm. going in right now. Yeah. Um, Andrew Luck's playing out of his mind, and yep. they started the season like 1-4, and four, and <laughs> now they're 9-6 and six, right. having a chance for the playoffs. Like, who right. would have thought? Right. So I think they're hot. But if something goes wrong and the Colts, like if Titans make it over them because they win, which yep. we don't know yet, mm-hmm. I would say Seattle is the hottest team. Okay. Because through the year, their defense has been all beat up. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line has been beat up. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers, everything's been beat up, and they're still winning. And now slowly, you know, KJ Wright just came back last week. And now their running back just came back last week. And now you got weapons and Russell Wilson's playing good. I think Seattle is a very dark horse, mm-hmm. especially if they play Dallas in the first round. Yep. I think that's very winnable. And mm-hmm. I think that's a dark horse to kind of get some upsets through the playoffs. Right. Okay. All right. So, Kyle, what's your hottest team going in? I, I Obviously, obviously I picked this team to win the Super Bowl, so I mean, you could say it's the but, <laughs> but, like, with the Chargers, they, they, uh, at the beginning of the year, like, I don't think anyone saw this out of them, but obviously nope. with uh, the, the amazing yeah. rookie defensive back they have. Yeah, Derwin James yeah. absolutely has been phenomenal. Yeah. Right? And I think that even though they lost to the Baltimore Ravens yep. last week, they mm-hmm. I could definitely see them making a great, even, even though Philip Rivers is old. And there's, there's he's playing out of his mind right now. He's, he's playing so. out of his 20 mind. 20 for 29. No he's playing great. Yeah, right? wow. I can definitely see them making a mm-hmm. big run, especially after beating the Chiefs the week before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with my, I don't, I, I have two teams that aren't like exactly cold, but that I'm kind of worried about. I have right. the Patriots. Okay. They're obviously, not playing like as they would normally mm-hmm. would, where they dominate, and then right. the the Rams. Okay, that's a have, great that's a great pick. Where you have two, where you have Jared Goff, you know, mm-hmm. not playing, you're not they're not scoring like 50 a game, like they even against the Lions mm-hmm. when they only scored what they scored 30. 30. Yeah, but it was a chunk change like, at the end there. It yeah. was so close. It was a close game for the for the good majority. That I I like the hottest team for me personally. I think is I think is Seattle. I think they're a team that nobody's going to want to see. I, I agree with nope. you completely, Mike. The run game is good. The defense has been out of their mind considering what they have, the th- pieces they lost, and who they replaced them with. I think that uh, Pete Carroll has done a tremendous job Absolutely. with that football team, and I think she deserves a lot of credit. Um, the coldest team for me, I think, is, is the Rams. I, I legitimately think that a couple reasons. Number one, Gurley's hurt. So you don't have that dynamic running game. And two, Jared Goff is Jared Goff. <laughs> and I know people are going to look at me and they're going to say, well, you know, they're 14, 13, whatever. But if we're looking at this apples to apples, right? Yes. You put Jared Goff on the Jets, what are the Jets? Garbage. Worse than they are now. Mm-hmm. You put Darnold on the Rams, yeah. they're the same. Let's 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 all be real here for a second here, okay? I'm not think I'm not think I'm saying anything that's super crazy, but I think that team and that defense, how poorly they have played overall this year, yeah. with a secondary that should be pretty good, with a defensive line that should be destroying people, yeah. I think has really been a disappointment. I think that's a team that could easily be upset divisional weekend. Now, I have a uh, something. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel? And do you think there's any chance that it could happen mm-hmm. that the Chiefs get upset? Like divisional round, or uh, if they play, if they play, if they play something like Baltimore, I think it's a I think it's a good possibility because because that defense as good as it is, right? I think that that is a team where they could cause some problems, and because Lamar is such a threat both throwing and running the football, they have decent weapons there in Baltimore. I think they're yeah. underrated, Crabtree and Snead. Um, I think that overall, that's a trap game. Absolutely, I, do, I absolutely, uh, absolutely. I, I think that's a great. I think or, it's a great what, what if, observation. What if they get like Chargers? Like, yeah, uh, the Chargers have like proven. You know, Chargers have proven they can beat them, yeah. and I think that that to me is is something too. Where now you have a guy like Philip Rivers who you may not get to this point again if you're Philip Rivers. That's exactly you're playing right. out of your mind to make a run. You got Melvin Gordon. You have decent receivers. Your defense is playing well. I think the Chiefs are a prime team to put in this cold category, especially yeah. thinking what their gauntlet could possibly yeah. look like. I wouldn't like. say even like cold. I just say like if you're gonna like if you want to make the big bet and you're like mm-hmm. this is a team that's gonna get upset. Right. I think the Chiefs for me would be that team. Right. Because I can never go against like the Patriots, even though they've looked bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I mean, until I see it's it still, happen, it's still the switch. Yeah, it's yep. still like the yep. switch. I mean, right now I think they're up twenty-one to three as we li- <laughs> as we're watching it back here. Um, 
So I, but I think the Chiefs. If you want to do that one bet or something right. that you're like, I don't know about yep. this team. Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs are that interesting team that you put in that category. All right. So now we, we kind of talked about hot, cold, who we think is going to be upset and that kind of stuff. Once again, we're going to do another. We're going to do another call your shot. Right. We here at IAR do a little thing every year with the whole family about who's going to win the Super Bowl. Right. We put yep. five bucks in. We randomly generate the order who gets to pick their teams. Mike chose Seattle. I've got the Patriots. Uh, Kyle's got the Chargers. You know, every every team basically that we could pick that was available to us. So I'm going to go right now. I mean, calling your shot. Obviously, it, we pick teams based off availability a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to give you a chance if you don't want to take Seattle here. Yeah. But call your shot. Who wins the Super Bowl? Okay, so... I'm going to base off of a game that I predict will be mm-hmm. played mm-hmm. through the playoffs. Right. So, as the seeding is right now, Seattle's sitting at 5, mm-hmm. and Dallas at 4, yep. and Vikings or Eagles would be 6. Right. Currently. Yep. Now, we don't know how these games yeah, are going to play right, out, right. but just, yeah, well, yeah. hypothetically, that's going to play out. I think the Seahawks win, beat Dallas, mm-hmm. so now you're sitting at Saints and Seahawks. I'm not even going AFC. I don't think... I think NFC team's going to win. So, <laughs> go on, just tell that. Take a there. whole conference, yeah, gone. Yeah, <laughs> whole conference is gone. Um, I could tell you my AFC team, but okay. Yeah. So I think Seattle is going to play the Saints yep. as a 5-1 game, mm-hmm. and I think the winner of that game wins the Super Bowl. I want I know, I know, I know. So, you need so, to call it right So if I'm here, calling right my now. shots, yep. I'll probably go Saints. Okay. Pretty considerably, yep. but if the Saints do happen to be upset by Seattle, right? You think Seattle? Wins then it Seattle wins it all. Okay, so we're going Saints. So we're saying so Saints. I'm then? saying Saints. Saints, but you wouldn't be bummed. But out. I wouldn't be bummed to see Seattle. Seattle right? I think Seattle's obviously because you got some money on too. Kyle, right. call your shot right now. Like you said, you you were kind of late in the order, so you picked mm-hmm. the Chargers. But yeah. if you had anybody in the playoff run right now, who you got? Right now, I would I would be picking the Saints. And wow, and. Obviously, it was like I was the ninth pick out of the ten to pick right. Chargers. Right. Even at that point, I didn't like the Chargers were way higher than I, I ever thought they were. Right. But with the Saints, like they have, I, I, out of the whole league, I think they just have the, like the most experience, like mm-hmm. with talent on mm-hmm. the defense and offense, mm-hmm. and like especially with a team like the Char- um, the Chiefs, where they have like where they were like extremely hot through the whole season. You got Patty Mahomes throwing no look dimes like thirty yards on the field. <laughs> but like, but, like even though like you got that talent, like you don't got like the experience like that, like your Drew Brees. Right. Has. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. The, the offense is extremely explosive. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, yeah, and I, the defense, the defense scares me a little bit. But I think as long as they avoid the complete collapse like they had last year on that on that flub, I think you, I think you'll be okay. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Patriots, and I know no one, none of you are surprised. But the reason why I'm saying no, it's not, it's not. I mean, I'm, it's a little bit of a cop out. I'm totally gonna, I'm totally gonna admit to that. But here's why. I, I, I have this feeling, and I don't know why I have this feeling, but I really think if they win it, I think Brady retires. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I really I really do. And I know it's that's something where people are like, well, they said that last night, but you lost last year. You had the improbable comeback the year before that. I think that if they win it here, I think he's done. I, I, I really do. I think I think, I think this year I, I has been one of the parts. Like I think everything just. I it could done. very well could be right. Maybe it could be, yeah. but I, I that's why I think I just think that he's playing to be done almost. It's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. I, I don't know, but so uh, let's uh, we that's kind of like the dream scenario, right? Disaster scenario, right? What's the one guy? What's the one team in this that either you can't stand or you just you don't like the way they play, Uh-oh. or it's just like oh, God, they're just so like there's a player I that just so hits you. You know what I mean? Like, but give me one team. Oh, just one. Just, just give me one. one team, right? They win the Super Bowl, and you're like, this whole season sucked. Oh. Give me one team. Oh. Kyle, you go first. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I'm going like, through the lineup. Think about it. Just think about it. Just like, just, just. You know, ballpark it, but like, really, give me one team where you're just like, oh man, if they win, I'm gonna be so bad. Like for me, if the Packers were in this, right? If the if the Green yeah. Bay Packers were in the in playoffs right now, I'd be so pissed if Aaron Rodgers won those Super Bowl. Like that for me is like just stick me right in the chest okay. and kill me. But, I got mine. But, I got mine too. All right, go ahead, Kyle. Start with first. you. Disaster scenario. This team is the Super Bowl champions. Why are you crying at night? So after. And so at beginning of February, mm-hmm. and we see the Steelers win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I would be like, what? <laughs> what? 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 what is this? No way. 
I'd be like, why did I even care about that? Oh, <laughs> like, why gosh, did I watch this season? Oh, my gosh. That'd be so terrible. Oh, yeah, these, that would you, be bad. Like, their Steelers, whatever, Boswell, whatever. Yeah. He's, he's sliding on game-winning field goals. Yeah, I, would, right. I would lose I would lose my mind. Right, yeah. I, I wouldn't I, be able to stand it. Oh, my gosh. All right, Mike, Who? Who? what's your disaster <laughs> scenario? They don't give you mine, but... That's a great pick, though. Yeah. You might have just stole mine. I don't know. But oh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I got one. I got right. one that you're good. All right. <laughs> All right. I got the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my God. And here's why. I hate a lot of teams. I'm realizing myself. I hate a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, oh. and, and here's why. And it's not just because they would have to go through Seattle yeah. to do it all. And right. go. But let's just look at how their team is built for Ugh. the most part. Their defense is good. I'll give you that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Their, their, offense, their offense. One guy. Ezekiel Elliott. And if they win the Super Bowl, and literally they beat everybody because Zeke has 300 yards and nobody can stop him, right. I'm just gonna lose my yeah. mind. That can you nobody ima- can stop yeah. him. Can you imagine? You no can can stop we him? just imagine for the Cowboys are always picked every year at the beginning of the year to win the Super Bowl, right? It yeah. doesn't matter. They could have 17 blind kids starting for them, and it wouldn't matter. They would still be picking them to win the Super Bowl, right? Can we just think about for a second the media frenzy? And the amount of crap we would have to hear for oh. the next 20 years because they haven't won a Super Bowl in 20 years. How, oh my gosh, remember that year in 2018, 2019 when they won the Super Bowl? Obviously, oh, <laughs> oh my God. I wouldn't be able to watch sports, guys. I'm going to be honest I, with you. I don't think oh. I could watch it. I would be sorry. All right, so you guys chose some pretty good, wow, those are really, I didn't even think about the Cowboys because they're so out of my realm of possibility <laughs> winning the thing. Yeah. But you have other one. <laughs> I, I can't stand the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't stand the Dallas Cowboys. But if, if, I'm going to go... Oh, I know where you're going to go. Mm, I, I'm, I'm torn between two. I'm torn between the division rival, but I'm also torn between the team that's really hot right now. I'm going to go... I, I'm going to go... The, huh? Oh, wait, who, who, do you think, who do you think? Oh, who I was going to say you're going to go Eagles because they're still no, in it. Honestly, no. And Nick no, Foles no. flies through and you're no, going to be I, so angry. Honestly, honestly no. I, I think that's one of those that's, things where I'm like, oh, listen, if it happens nice. again... I. I Clearly, there's some divine intervention if Nick Foles somehow pulls it out twice, yeah. right? Clearly, yeah, going on. right. But I, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the Rams, and this is why I'm gonna go with really? the Rams. Yeah, this is why I'm okay. gonna go with the I Rams. The, the, I, the Bears, I can't stand either because they're division rival, but that defense is legit. So that's I, I can't stand Mitch Trubisky, but I'm gonna let them fail on their own. But the reason why I say the Rams is twofold. Number one, I hate Jared Goff. I think that he is. I don't yeah. think he's a good quarterback. I, I people can try and sell it on me all you want. I'm a stats guy. I see the stats. I understand. But that team, the way it's built right now, I think they're a fraud. I think that that I think that's why we're seeing this cold spell with, with this team right now. I think people are finally starting to realize that if they can't run the football consistently, this team can't win. And if somehow he goes on some Flacco-y type of thing where they win the Super Bowl. And then Dominic Sue wins a ring, I'm going to lose my freaking <laughs> mind. With him going, oh, yeah, I don't like to talk about your... Oh, my Lord, that man and the, my disdain. Mm-hmm. And it's you know what it is, too? It's the hot team. It's the team that everybody bandwagon jumps to that, as we know, we're all pretty, like, standard hardcore fans for the teams we like, right? Yeah. We support the Lions no matter what. We support, you know, the Wings, the Tigers, the Pistons. We like individual players, but we still support our local teams, right? Yeah. The people that jump on these bandwagons thinking of the super teams yeah. drive me insane to my core. So if the Rams win the Super Bowl, along with either the Pittsburgh or Dallas, I'll be, or Chicago, or any other team besides the Patriots, I'll be bummed out. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be okay with the Saints winning too. All right. We're gonna last topic of the episode. We're gonna hit Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. If you guys don't know what it is, it's the biggest show of the year for New Japan Pro Wrestling. It is. It's like their WrestleMania, if we put it that way. It is. It's from top to bottom. It's a pretty stacked card. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike, I'm just gonna ask you just generally, what's this card's potential? Because oh on God. paper, it looks amazing. Oh my but God. Strictly, but we've seen this before too, right? Where it may not be that that may not be it, but just overall potential. What are you what are you looking for? I think it. I think it's going to be a very good card. Mm-hmm. I think the potential potential is through the roof. Oh my gosh! Oh my oh. god! This could be. This is easily could be best card of 2019. Right. Because it would be played in 2019. Right. But I mean, I think there's some matches though that mm-hmm. will hold it back, and I think we're going to get to it because mm-hmm. we're going to go down the card and right. do some predictions. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I do. I think there's some like obvious right. like. 
probably is going to happen moments Absolutely. that are going to kind of suck. Absolutely. But besides that, I think it's it's probably easily going to beat WrestleMania again mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. like last year's did. It's probably going to be almost every WWE event, let's be honest. <laughs> and I think it's going to be probably ranked about the top two, three shows of the year. At mm-hmm. the end of it, at the end of 2019, right. we're going to be like, wow, Wrestle Kingdom 13. What I really love about New Japan is the fact that, and obviously they're the hot thing right now, but what I love about this card and I love about Wrestle Kingdom, the show as a whole... Different from WrestleMania a little bit where I feel like they put on their best performance at Wrestle Kingdom, yes. right? They have the time to do it. I feel like WrestleMania gets a little jumbled with too many matches, so you don't get the time to tell the, the, the story the way that it could possibly come off, which I think sometimes I think hurts the show. But I think I agree with you. Potential is through the roof. Before we go down like our predictions and the whole card and everything, but give me a match that... You're looking forward to the most, and then give me another match. It could be the same match, which is going to steal the show because that could be two different things, right? Yes. Like we didn't. Ex- we I was looking forward to the Dean Ambrose Seth Rollins Intercontinental Title match. That match sucked, but the match I that agree. sold the show for me was the Women's Triple Threat. Yes, you know what I mean, I or the WWE Title. So there, there, there okay. could be some differences there. So give me a match that you're looking forward to the most. I'm looking forward. It's actually I'm, really interesting. I feel like I know what you're gonna say. No, yeah, I think I'm no? gonna go. You, you know, I'm gonna go Chris Jericho and Tetsuya Naito. Really? I was not. Expect, I was totally expecting you going Osprey and Bushi. I was thinking the it entire was, way. It was one of the two. <laughs> but I just think there's a lot of interesting things that could happen in that match. Absolutely. And that's one of the matches where I, I think it could go either way. Really? It, you don't think? On, you don't think Naito's a shoe in for the IC title? I don't think so. Only because, well, depending on what they want to do. It, yeah. Again, it also depends on, like I said earlier, though. If say like. Kenny leaves and stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. he's doing his own thing then right. maybe Naito's in the run for the heavyweight title right. and maybe they keep Jericho there for a little longer to put over have, a young guy put over someone else yeah. mm-hmm. so I think it's one of those that you don't know where they're gonna go yet with it absolutely and I love Jericho yep and yeah, I love Naito right. so I think that's what I'm really looking forward to yeah. seeing right? and but, they had a great match a couple months ago too when the, when the yeah, when they, yeah when they won, when Jericho won it right. Right. what match steals the show but this one I think Ibushi and Osprey probably steals the show opening the, opening the night I think mm. I, don't, I don't like that it's opening because I, I feel either. like it's the steal the either. show match mm-hmm. and when the steal the show match is the first one mm-hmm. I feel like everything else is going to be it's like, like well that was good but Remember it wasn't. Yeah, remember yeah. the beginning of the show? Right. It's, I mean, I think it's either that or the main event. Right. I mean, do you think Kenny and Hiroshi Tanahashi is going to see it? Like, uh, it's one of the two, I and know. it's either beginning or end. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but who, I think it's one of those two, right, probably. So, so, match I'm looking forward to the most, I think, is the Tanahashi Omega match. Not because of the main event, not because it's for the title, but all the implications that come along with it, right? Because there's so many different directions they could go to where it's like, Oh, like there's just so many things. If Omega wins, if 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 Tanahashi wins, if Omega wins, but then they have those those matches right after that where we see title changes happen a lot. There's just so yeah. many avenues and so many things that you could see people go and be like, oh crap, I didn't see that coming, which is awesome. Yep. Match that I think is going to steal the show, Abushi Osprey obviously looks like it's going to be phenomenal. I think another match that could really steal the show was the triple threat tag team match see between Gorilla of Destiny. Um, you got Sonata and Evil, and, and then the you've got the Young Bucks, right? That match, those three tag teams have such great chemistry together. The the match that, that the G.O.D. won the title from the Bucks was phenomenal. The match the Bucks beat Sonata and Evil for was phenomenal. And, you know, Sonata and Evil winning the World Tag League, I think that match them, yeah. Yeah, could truly be a match that people, I think, are a little bit sleeping on right now. Obviously, the Bucks were in it, so there's always a focus, but I feel like... Though the other two teams in that match really aren't getting the love and, and the rub that I think they should, but yeah. so get let's go ahead, Mike, and I want you to read off. Let's just start at the very beginning of the show, all the way to the main event. Give me, we'll just kind of go back and forth here. Give me the the match, and then we'll kind of pick who we want. Okay. Kind of predictions for the show, and then next week after the show, we'll kind of review and see. All right, you know, I went five for seven, and you went, you know, yeah. whatever. So let's kind of just go start right at the Do top. Do you want to start with the pre-show gauntlet match, or you want? To... Nah, no, nah, we can worry about that later. It's fine until okay. until it's actually. So we'll the start with the okay. actual first match. So it's okay. the never open weight championship. You'll have Kota Bushi and Will Osprey. Okay. Who do you think wins? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Osprey. I think Osprey. I think was in line for the title originally before he got hurt. I think he's bulked up, and I think he is the guy similar to what Shibata was doing before he got injured. Is the guy to bring that never open weight championship back? Okay. I think 
I think it's interesting. I think it could really go either way. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Ibushi retains. Okay, retains only because he just got it, mm-hmm. and I think I think Osprey wins it down the line. Mm-hmm. But I think he's just gonna hold on to it for a little bit to could give be. him something. Very, to, very you know, give him yep. something to Absolutely. do. Absolutely, Absolutely. Yep. So I think I think Ibushi retains. Mm-hmm. All right, so the second match, you got the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. You got Sho and Yo with Pongi 3K. Yep. You got Bushi, Shingo, Tagachi. And then you got the champions, El Desperado. And uh, you know who it is. Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to give him designation because you know what? They're losing the titles because I think Los Ingobernables... You know, Bushi and his, and their new guy, Shingo. Uh, yeah, win the win the titles. I, I think that's I think it's pretty obvious there. I think yeah, I think it's pretty. It, obvious. It'll be a good match. I don't think it'll be anything that's gonna blow our socks off, but I think it'll be a solid match. Yeah, and I'm gonna have a question for you as we go through this, yeah. but it's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. So the third match is for the British Heavyweight Championship. Yep. You got uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Zack Saber Jr. Zack Saber Jr. wins that belt back, I believe, in that yeah. match. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a match, folks. That if you if you don't. If you're not familiar with wrestling, you're going to be a little confused. But that match has potential to really add a unique element to the whole show, which really could really help yeah. out overall. Now, I don't know much. I don't watch much of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Ishii retains. Okay. But I don't know what they're doing over right. there. Right. So storyline depending. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. I'm going to say Ishii retains. I think Sabre, I think Sabre wins that one, though. But, but we'll okay. go with it. Okay. So the fourth match, mm-hmm. IWGP Heavyweight Championships, mm-hmm. as we were talking about earlier, right. you got uh, Sonata and Evil, mm-hmm. you got Gorilla of Destiny, you got uh, Tonga Loa and Tamatanga, mm-hmm. or you got the Young Bucks, Nick Jackson, Mac Jackson. God retains. God retains. You got to keep the you got to keep the bull, the new Bullet Club thing going. I, I believe that retains. too. Yep. But you don't think. Nope. They're not going to give every title to Los Angeles yet? Nope. Nope. Not yet? Nope. Okay. They, I think they've had opportunities to do I think they're going to retain too, yeah. but no, no. I think that would be interesting. They're like junior tag champs, mm-hmm. heavyweight tag champs, and Nido wins no, IC because you, you can do that anytime. You're right. So it's one of those things where it's like, this is not their moment because Ingo Bernabes is established at this point. That's true. All right. I'll, I'll agree with you on that yeah. one too. All right. So next we got the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Cody, defend... Uh, Putting his title on the line against Juice Robinson. I think Juice wins in a short match. I don't think this is going to be anything. Cody's hurt. He's banged up. Yep. I think Ju- I think Juice gets it. I think it's going to be five, six minutes. Kind of a match that's kind of sandwiched in the middle that no one's going to remember. Yeah, I think it's going to come right after. I think you're going to see a huge triple threat tag. Yeah, and that's going to be the one that they just kind of throw on. That's the, the bathroom break. Yeah, match, you're like, oh, let's uh, just yep. relax for a second. Juice is going to win, and yep. then we'll hit some other stuff later. Yep. So junior heavyweight championship match, we got Kushida mm-hmm. and Taji Ishii. Ishimori. Ishimori wins. It's, I, it's about time, honestly. Yeah. I think he's been there enough. He's part of the Bullet Club. Uh, there's there's rumors Kushida could be leaving New Japan. Yeah. I think and, and plus I think Kushida's a placeholder. Honestly, I really do. I think he's a placeholder yeah. champion. Well, right I now. mean, yeah, Takahashi got, got hurt. hurt. Right. And, and so they were like, oh, what are we going to do? Exactly. Kushida throw you in there. I do believe that, too. Yeah. And if Kushida is going to leave yeah right. we've heard some stuff that he might leave for WWE and if he signs that'll be that'll be primary number one if, if he does leave yeah so I agree with that uh, so we got a special single match mm-hmm. here Kazushika Okada is gonna take on Jay White who you got Jay White Jay White, White wins yeah I don't, be, see, I don't see I don't see any way Okada wins no there's no way there, but, there's zero percent chance that Okada wins that if he does then I'll I don't know what I'll have to do but I mean yeah. it doesn't make any sense Okada was champion forever it makes no sense right now he's I, already established Jay White's the, the new leader of the, the Bullet Club let let Jay White get this win yeah. clean alright so eighth match second. man that's a big card co-main event as people would probably say mm-hmm. uh, you got Chris Jericho defending his Intercontinental Championship against Tatsuya Naito who do you got Naito wins you like, think Nido wins? I think Nido wins. I think this is the. I think this is the the, the rematch. You know, you, you told the story. The arc has been beautiful, but I think not, I think Nido wins this match in in a phenomenal match. Yeah, a truly phenomenal. I match. think it's gonna be very. Again, like I said earlier, it mm-hmm. depends what they decide to do. Yep. I think Jericho could win mm-hmm. and hold the title for a little bit and give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a. You know, like a Bushi or Osprey or something. If yeah, very well. That's good. what they're gonna right. do, or you know, whatever. But I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna hold it unless. Uh, he's leaving, or he doesn't have any more matches on his contract, right. and then Naito wins. Obviously, right. so but I'm going to say Jericho. You're going to say just, Jericho? Yeah, okay, I'll go against. Yeah. I'll say Jericho. Okay, I think he's going to hold it for a little longer. And um, main event, IWGP Heavyweight Championship. You got the champion Kenny Omega Oof. versus the challenger and the G1 Climax winner Hiroshi Tanahashi. Who Ooh, you got? Oh boy, this is a tough. one. This is going to be star-studded. Oh uh, boy, I'm going to go. This is tough. Oh boy, I'm, I'm I'm just gonna say straight up. I think 
Tanahashi probably wins only because I think <sighs> if I think Omega is going to go to All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, I'm when gonna, it starts up. I'm going to I'm going to throw something at you. I'm going to say I'm going to say Kenny wins and then Abushi beats him. I'm gonna say Kota beats him. That could be before. interesting. I don't know why I feel like that, but I just for whatever reason I don't I don't you think know, that's the right move necessarily. But it, because in my mind I think Nino's winning the IC title back. I I just feel like that I I don't think Tanahashi wins it because I think with the U.S. expansion I don't see how that helps New Japan in the slightest. Yeah. So I think Kenny retains, but I will be on the edge of my do, seat that think, entire yeah, match. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna do like a next night thing where a lot of stuff it, happens? It could and... be. It could be. I'm not sure. That's what I'm saying. It's it's one of those things. It's almost like the Monday after Raw type thing where something's gonna happen. Yeah. And you just don't know. Like what. someone could cash but in or something. I could... really don't know, but I'm gonna say. Kenny retains and hope I don't look like an idiot. Okay, I'm gonna say Tanahashi wins, Woo! but again, that's gonna be a match. We're probably gonna be. I know we're gonna talk about. I this think so that's much the one next match week. where we have no idea what's gonna happen. Oh my so gosh. we're like every close pinfall, we're about we're to be like, flipping oh, out every single I know. time. It's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So oh that's gosh. all of them. No, oh, all right. So all right. So we're gonna make we're gonna make a tally of that. And make sure we'll see who's gotten more right, who's more wrong. All right, guys, that's going to be it for episode five of I'm Always Right. Thank you, Kyle, for being our very special guest, filling in for the brain, Emily Merkel, today. That is going to be it for us, guys. And make sure you guys like our SoundCloud account. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. We are coming to YouTube so soon. We can't even tell you guys. It's coming. I can't wait for you guys to see everything. We got our studio up in here. We got cameras. We got microphones. We got laptops. We got the brain power. We got everything all in one. We will see you guys, as always next week.